Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of 80s Horror Films. Um, I'm your host, Jonathan Mooney. I've got my co-host here. How are you doing, Rebecca Reinhardt? Hey, I am doing okay. (laughs) Great. Um, So we are going back to school this month, um, and I think a lot of my uh, podcasts are are heavily you know, have school stuff in them throughout, you know, um, and I, I didn't originally plan that, but then when I saw the pattern, I was like, okay, cool, yeah. you know, because to be fair, we picked all these movies, just each of us picked our movies months and months and months ago, but just as, as we've been picking which ones to yeah. do. Well, you, you didn't logical. know which ones you were going to do in order, and you actually, I think, have done it almost in order um, <laughs> from where you picked it. Um, I did it, I already had like, you know, uh, March, April, May, you know what I mean? I already had it all planned out. So September, I always knew would be cutting class, uh, but I didn't actually think, oh, this is when people go back to school originally. Yeah, well, which back in 89, that's when we went back to school, Uh, check local listings. It is now September. (sighs) This whole, going, this whole going back to school in August is crazy. I don't like, yeah, I don't see. Yeah. When we were, when we were kids, a high school was, you would go to school in September, like right after Labor Day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but now it's like, uh, I guess it's go earlier. Back in July. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because they make up, they got to make up time for, you know, whatever, like other. They, well, yeah. Years. Well, they do. They they break it up throughout the year. So they have longer breaks like in the winter and fall and whatnot, um, you know, to try to prevent drain brain, drain brain, brain drain. Clearly, I've got it. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I'm still a fan of summertime. So but whatever, it's back to school. It's fall now officially. And we can technically not fall, not fall till September 22nd or yes, 22nd. You know, which is the technical day, um, but Whatever. I mean, when it starts feeling like fall, you know, that's when it's fall, um, and it hasn't really felt that way to me yet. Uh, anyway, like it's still eighty something degrees out. You know, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm literally ready for the fall colors to start happening, for me to not have to mow the lawn all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So. You know, um, that's the only thing I didn't like about summer. Anytime spring and summer is just like it gets too hot. And um, here in Virginia, we have a lot of like it it just gets nasty um, in the summer. And so if I went back to L.A., it'd be nice. Like L.A. is just nice all the time. It's kind of a consistent feel like barely ever gets cold, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, can't always get what you want. Um, so let's go back to this movie that we're going to be talking about, Cutting Class, which, um, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, you know, I don't know. I probably read it when I was a kid. That's, that's the way it all goes. Um, but I am, I love Jill Sholin. <laughs> I, she's she, a sweetie. To me, she, to me, is like the underrated 80s girl. Like she never quite got like her, she and Deborah Foreman are like the two to me that like never really got to the level of stardom that I felt like they should have. Uh, but uh, I adore her. So I'll watch anything with her in it. And uh, I do have, is it, was it Arrow that put out the release, the Blu-ray release? 
I think it was vinegar syndrome. Vinegar syndrome. Yes. I, I bought the one with all the, um, <laughs> the interchangeable slip covers when this came out. <laughs> well, there's two, really, there's two, right? Like, you know, there's the, there's that, that is on my thing and will probably be the, uh, poster for the, you know, for our podcast, uh, episode, but, uh, then there's like another one. No, mm-hmm. the uh, the whenever the pre-order came out, if you plunk down a little bit of extra money, and I don't even like slip covers, you got like five like original artwork. Oh, oh, cool! All right, yeah. I didn't know that, but I, I honestly, <laughs> I and you know what? I, I got to tell you, I only recently remembered that because I was cleaning out my TV stand and I found them at the bottom of the <laughs> pile. And, like, I, like I'm ever gonna change out a slip cover? I don't even like them to start out with, but. I, see, I'm the same way. I'm not really, I don't care what my cover of my movie is. I'm not that picky. Um, I, I would like it to be whatever's different from something else, you know, or whatever. Like, I, I you know, if if the cover case, you know, this like the slip cover is, I don't know, um, uh, is different than the actual case, you know, I like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, but then, when it's like an exact carbon copy of the cover of the movie. It's yeah, like, I mean, I get it. It's to protect the, the, the cover, I guess, or whatever. No, yeah, but you're protecting but, the plastic of this thing. That you, I mean, the plastic case that you probably have like 4,000 of. Yeah, <laughs> you can go get another yeah. one like very easily at Staples, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't bother me, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't care. If I have, you know, like we do a collection hall for Indie Film Cafe and there will be like, um, there'll be some, ep- there'll be some uh, ones where I'll be like, like, I'm going to show you this, I guess, but uh, like this, it's a Shutter movie called like Night Shifter. Um, and it's got a cover case. It's got a, it's got, oh God, it's hard to even get it out of. And it's got the plastic shrink wrap. Right. It's even hard to get out of the case. And that makes it even worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's the point here. if you can't even, <laughs> you can't even get into the movie you're trying to watch? Never mind. I'm not even going to try yeah, that. Yeah, forget it. Let's talk cutting class here. I know, but uh, I'm just saying, like, that, yeah. that just bothers me. Like, yeah. I don't even like it. Anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, cutting class. Yeah. So this, this movie has a few things that kind of set it aside. I mean, on the, you know, on the surface, it's just 1980s slasher high school movie or whatever. I mean, you have a few things like you have Brad Pitt in it. So that's, you know, for a modern audience that, you know, probably caused a somewhat of a resurrection. Uh, mm-hmm. you have Donovan Leach, Don, the singer Donovan's son, which doesn't really mean anything now, but would have probably meant something a little more in the 80s. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, Donovan. Yeah, son. I didn't know he was a singer. through my. No, his dad is Donovan, the singer Donovan. So Donovan Leach, his dad's name Donovan. Hmm? Well, yeah, his name's Donovan Leach as well. But yeah, he was a famous singer. He sang. Yeah, I didn't know that. Call me mellow yellow. Um, I was just like looking. Yeah, I was just looking back (laughs) and saying that like Donovan Leach hasn't really done a lot since you know like you know, for a while. So um, I don't think his, you know, I think he's trying to come, he might be trying to make a comeback like this coming. Well, I, you know, I think he was a years. musician too, like his dad. So Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Jill Sholin, you got um, fucking, and I wanted to mention when you're mentioning Jill Sholin, um, I interviewed her um, like a few years ago. And then um 
and then I, uh, so I, I'm a huge fan of hers from that and just like, she's the sweetest person in the world. And then I also, uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll be meeting Deborah Foreman. So oh, nice. I hope, I hope mm-hmm. I, I can. Um, it just depends on timing and all this other stuff, but it, would be awesome because she's you know she'd be the only one i want to see at that convention right now it's like oh Her, man uh, she uh she has the same um rap as my boyfriend so but i haven't been to any cons where they've both been there so wait what like rap like oh yeah like like oh rap. Appearance, yeah rap, appearance rap yeah yeah cool but i just awesome. haven't been in i haven't been to any of the cons where they both were there and so i'm like I got to meet Deborah Foreman. <laughs> Is he going to be at a Haunted Expo? That's the one I'm going to. No. But I will see you guys at Scarefest. Scarefest. That's the plan next for season. next month. Yep. Um, you know, all uh, goes well. All goes well. Yeah. Yeah. You guys might have some fun uh, in person stuff with uh, the two of us. And yeah. Us. That'll be the, that's the plan yeah. is to hopefully do some some podcasts you know and stuff while we're there it's just you know we'll see <laughs> like like we have all these plans and ne- never all the plans ever really work hey, out you know you know, you know. Hey, so we'll you know. see just roll with it but what i do like about this movie it's very comedic i think there are probably a lot of people who start watching it and think it, it's really kind of goofy uh, and it's got a goofy cast like Martin Martin Mole. Yeah, and I mean, in his whole story arc is just ridiculous. It's right? almost like it's a own separate like B storyline, you know. We're yeah, following... and it's and it's like a Three Stooges with like some bodily harm. Right. Like it's just it's odd, you know, because he spends half the movie like half dead in a swamp and getting stepped on and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then yep. when he comes back, you know, he's just like, "You haven't been cutting class, have you?" <laughs> you know, like. It's, it's, uh, I mean, so, it's so weird like to be like no dad i've been uh ch- i've been chased by a murderer but okay <laughs> well they also like he also says i'm gonna get that you know guy blah 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 and they're like oh he's already been you know he's like he's dead or whatever you know took he's care of it, dad. took care of it he's dead you know yeah. and, and <laughs> it's like um i i forgot all about like I hadn't seen this in a while, probably since I had bought the movie and I'd seen it, I think, or at least I seen the box of it. I don't know if I ever rented it when I was, a, uh, you know, back in the day, video store days. Um, but I, uh, I, I watched it. I, I, I don't, this isn't like a movie I've watched like a million times, you know, or something. I kind of want to watch it more now. Because it is a lot more fun, you know. It's just, it's just so strange. It's such a strange little movie because it doesn't feel like uh, a horror horror movie. It definitely feels like a horror comedy. But yeah, like, like there are times where it's almost it goes into like a John Cusack awkward awkward teenager kind of feel. Like yeah, yeah, and it it really does play out more of a whodunit anyway um but of one course crazy talk- killer right well we talk about- one crazy summer <laughs> yeah we we talk uh spoilers obviously but i mean it's kind of funny that the person that the obvious person is right. usually a red herring 
And the obvious person is the one who's doing all the shit. Yeah, I forgot about it. And I forgot who the killer was. So that was nice. I mean, it's almost a twist that the the killer is obvious as shit. The entire movie. (laughs) Right. Because, like, you know, you watch Scream, right? You watch Scream. And then if you had seen it for the first time, you're like... Yeah, you You never suspected. Actually, one of my friends, so I brought one of my friends over to watch it before he watched it, and I've seen it already, and uh, we're watching it, and he goes, ex-boyfriend's the killer, or the boyfriend's the killer. I kind of thought maybe Billy, but I never, Stu never really crossed my mind, because I just thought he was just a jackass, you know? Right, I thought- I thought it was too obvious, like, he was And then he got killed, like, he got stabbed or whatever, and fell down Mm -hmm. the stairs, you thought, oh, he's dead, he can't be the killer. And that's how they fooled you. And this, they do a couple things to kind of throw you off to make you think it's not him or whatever, because you're thinking, oh, that's got to be too obvious, right? Right. You know? And really, am I right in saying that the only other, like the only red herring they threw in there was Brad Pitt's character? You don't really suspect anybody uh, else, do you? I don't know. I was kind of suspecting the janitor a little bit. Yeah. He was a little bit crazy. And he he kind of kept getting angry about a lot of stuff there. And then saying he was going to, he even said he was going to kill them, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So look, I yeah. I thought maybe they were trying to, to throw it there. And in fact, I, like I said, I forgot. I forgot who the killer was because I hadn't seen it in so long, like four or five years since I bought it you know like i hadn't watched it again so i was like i was like who is who's the killer in this one again it can't be the can't be the uh it can't be the obvious the obvious <laughs> one it's it's gotta be the um and there's, there's just one great scene too because now that if you know the ending you know what it is it's great to look back because there's one great scene where uh they're all walking i guess i guess they had a, like a little field trip thing or something where they all went outside and started walking around the path and it was all three of them too i think it was jill uh brad and uh donovan all walking i'm just saying their real names not their character names yeah. <laughs> they're all walking and uh donovan stops for a second right and you think he might have saw the you know um martin mole's character and then he he goes down and picks something up or whatever, like a snake. He starts walking with it. And so that should have been like, that's a clue right there that he's the killer because he knew the guy was right there, but he just kept, you know, walking. But to be fair too, there were, uh, there were several times where somebody should have noticed him and nobody did. (laughs) There were several times like, yeah, he wasn't. yeah, Yeah. Uh, somebody should have said, are you okay? You know, like, or whatever, but yeah. nobody even saw him, apparently. Yeah. Um, the, interestingly enough, the director of the movie was the writer of Deliverance. And I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I was listening to Donovan's, uh, like, behind-the-scenes interview, and he said that the, uh, the bow that they use in the movie you know, the, with the when he springs it back and like whatever, it's actually mm-hmm. from Deliverance. Oh, that's nice. the bow that was used in Deliverance. So I'm like, now I got to rewatch Deliverance. Have not seen For anybody listening to this though. Cutting class and Deliverance, two completely different movies. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, I mean, they are I, not yeah, the same wanna, movie. Yeah, you want to talk about some? I mean, and, and again, he wrote one, directed the other, but still, like you know, that those are his two biggest claim to fame, claims to fame. Uh, that's kind of a weird dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cutting class, 
deliverance, you know, yeah. like polar opposites of each other. But, yeah, you much. know, had he wrote cutting class, I think it would have definitely been in a different tone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know why. I'm, I'm wondering why he chose to, like, direct this film out of all films to direct after the six. Well, I don't know. Was it was deliverance successful? And like, I, as far as I, like. I, do believe it was i mean he only actually oh this is why he never directed he directed this and he also directed the exorcist too <laughs> Dude, which one did he do first he must have done this one first right? he did exorcist 2 with 77 Oof. yeah which he he's uncredited as being a writer on it i'm sure he didn't write a lot of it so there you go yikes uh exorcist 2 the heretic or whatever yeah um, that is that is uh not a good movie <laughs> neither was like really exorcist three i didn't think i didn't like i didn't like i only liked the first one but that's that's me yeah you know a lot of people i think a lot of people do like the third one obviously yeah. better than the second but <laughs> yeah you know damn man that kind of sucks i remember when i first watched exorcist two you know and i this was back before Google and before all these fanboys had their opinions on different things. Now I right. see so many people like shit on that movie and it wasn't great, but it like, it was a sequel, you know, like yeah. back in those times, in 77, that was, you know, that was the closest thing to whatever, but yeah. I mean, but to me, I mean, the exorcist is one of the strongest movies ever made. And then they come up with this weak ass sequel in a time that there weren't a ton of sequels in the late 70s. I mean, it's really the late 70s is when the sequelitis started like kind of ramping. Well, up. it's funny. You said 77. That's the year Star Wars was born. And the first real sequel was Empire Strikes Back, which was when like sequels became sequels, you know, and everything, you know. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, what is it? Um I think, you know, uh, Exorcist 2 was okay, but this this is definitely better than Exorcist 2. Yeah. So this is a step above. In my opinion. This was a cut above. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, how terrible. All right. Um, but yeah, no, this is a cutting class. And, you know, and I, once again, I forgot about this movie, so I forgot, like, why are they, why is it even called cutting class? Is it just a, a pun on the fact that, it's you know that that the cutting you know is that it and then he says that line i was like did they really need the line after this movie like no no. because it just i think i almost feel like it kind of you know it kind of defeats like i mean the dude just literally got out of like almost dying you know right right right. and he's gonna really worry about his daughter at that moment like that like yeah you know? If she was in class or not, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, let them have their comedy, whatever. Uh, my my biggest pet peeve with this movie is, uh, so I, um, I have a degree in math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when there's math in a movie, like, I'm usually tuned into it. I mean, everybody does this, right? If you're a musician and, like, somebody is obviously, like, not playing the piano or whatever i mean whatever you do and whatever your passion is you know that's what you uh zone in on but like he they're going through those stupid train mm-hmm. we've all we've all heard them you know a train leaves it from boston 
the same time, another train leaves from Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Where do they meet and all this stuff. But like the trick question that the teacher who cannot work under pressure is supposed to do, it doesn't have enough information. Yeah. It doesn't say, it just says the train leaves from Boston and one leaves from Chicago. It doesn't say the speed that they're going or anything or like the distance or anything. And the formula is even written down wrong on the board. So I'm just like, yeah. So it took, it takes me out of it every time. I'm like, oh, you hack fucking algebra teacher. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the worst part is like, I mean, it, it feels like the writer just half-assed it and then sent the script in. And then they were like, yeah, all right, we'll just do the script, including this half-assed you know, uh, algebra or whatever, like fucking. I mean, most of the time they're like, you know what? Most of the kids, most of the people who are going to watch this are kids who aren't paying attention in math class anyway. So who cares? But then those kids, those kids grow up to be dorks (laughs) who pay attention to that shit, but whatever. You know, Um, it's the same thing as like science, you know, and science people, you know, science fiction movies always have the wrong science, you know, I mean. Oh, right. Nobody. At least science fiction's fiction. Right. Like when you see like a high. Okay, this is another one of my pet peeves that I saw in a movie two days ago and I can't remember what I was. But like whenever you were in high school, did you have access to just a massive amount of chemicals? and shit in your, yeah, in your chemistry lab like i mean the stuff that they make it look like high school students have access to or even high school science teachers like they have like jugs of like freaking you know chloroform <laughs> shit, oh, you, know? God. Like, you know like that that kind of stuff just doesn't happen you know or like or like the science teacher always has their own lab like mm-hmm. no they don't what school did you go to <laughs> this is a college <laughs> he's not a research scientist he's a biology teacher for god's sake (laughs) well my other question was like okay so there was a scene with a woman uh one of the teachers or whatever the guidance counselor or whatever gets murdered and uh and then they basically frame it on brad pitt by his ring ring on the copier yeah and i'm wondering how did he get the ring if the ring was still on his finger? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think there was any. There... I don't think there was an explanation. Yeah, it would have been great. See, if it were made today, that would have been explained with like, you know, quick uh, the the killer, you know, or the the person, you know, Jill Sholin would ask. You know, um, how did you know? How did you frame, you know, him? And it was like, yeah, oh, but, it was you know, very easy. Comes, I, you know, stole yeah, his but ring. maybe it comes down to like, I mean, you know, everything doesn't have to be spelled out because obviously we're it doesn't, but it does in my opinion because I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, like, I bothered me when I was watching it because then I was like, wait, that's his ring, and he's that's why he's being framed. But how did? donovan get get it. It. Yeah. yeah and it just it just bothered it took just like the math thing took you out for a second that yeah. just bothered me because it's i just, just I, like... Didn't, like, I guess it didn't really matter in the long run because you know we find out who the killer is and then 
you know, it's, yeah. it's the guy we've been, ex- that we should have been yeah. expecting all along, just suspecting. But the thing is, though, Brad Pitt's character sucks so bad. He's such a jackass. He's the kind of guy that, like, in high school, like, I would have been like, go fuck yourself, you know? Like, he's so mean when they're at the little hot dog stand and, like, Donovan buys her a hot dog and shit. And, like, he just gets that whole machismo crap going up. And I'm like, oh, dude, I really don't care about you at all. I only cared about Jill Sholin. That was it. (laughs) Why did he let the dude touch his fucking brakes after knowing his dad was murdered with the brakes or whatever like and that he used to work on cars with the guy like he specifically knew these things why would you yeah technically i think brad pitt in a way was an accomplice i i think he probably was like i think there was but and i and i every time i watch it i always think that there's going to be a little bit of that like of hey, I didn't do it alone, or some of him, you know, kind of yeah. saying you're you're a lot like me, sort of thing, and th- that never really happens. But I nope. feel like, yeah, I feel like the insinuation was the Brad Pitt was at least some, like at least he knew was there when that. he did that, right? Yeah, like yeah. he was he knew something was going on. Yeah, and he didn't stop him, so technically that makes him an accomplice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. Once again, we don't get. And this is what I don't like about 80s horror films that I love about like now horror films. Now horror films, I feel like they do a lot more flashbacks to like more modern horror horror films, throw more flashbacks to explain more stuff. Um, A, because they think the audience is dumber, you know, (laughs) so they and maybe I'm never mind. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to get myself in trouble. But what I'm saying is like, that's what a lot of people probably think, right? Like they think, oh man, these people aren't, you know, um, you know, they, they need to basically uh, explain everything. So that's what they're, that's what they did back in the day. Now it's sort of like, like, why are you a, you know, like back then they were like, why, why, why explain stuff? They won't, they don't need to know this stuff. You know, yeah. they'll just, they can figure it out on their own or, or whatever. It's just weird to me, you know? Um, I, I, I much prefer this, this, uh, this decade. So you, know, <laughs> this, you prefer eighties, the eighties. Yes. I prefer yeah. the, the ways, even the silly things like cutting class. Um, but the one thing we have not mentioned about behind the scenes is this is where Jill Sholin and Brad Pitt met, and they actually were engaged. Mm. Um, and so here's a fun story. So I can't remember what podcast I was doing, but we were talking about Grizzly. Um, and so I went down this rabbit hole. I don't know if you've seen Grizzly 2. I've heard of it. Is like George Clooney's in it and stuff? Yeah, it, it, it was an unfinished film. Uh, it was filmed in Budapest. Um, it, they somebody kind of put kind of cobbled it back together, and it's it's on YouTube. You can watch like a cobbled version. And then somebody said they totally redid it, and they you know even though there was never an ending shot, and they put it on Ray, and people say it just it's it's just a cash grab, so stupid. You just go watch the the cobbled together one on YouTube. But she was in that movie and she was in Hungary, Um, which, by the way, so it it takes place at a concert, sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't remember who the band is that was really playing. 
but it was the largest gathering in Hungary since like the boot of like a, like a revolution. That oh wow! Took place in That's so sad. Grizzly too. Yeah. But well, uh, why wasn't it on? Like, why wasn't it finished? You know, like, uh, did they have to leave Hungary? And yes, they did. And uh, a lot of their equipment got seized because they weren't paying what they were supposed to be paying to the government apparently so deborah oh. foreman was another one that was in that so yeah so basically they were just rushed out of town with and their equipment was all seized and now uh, i want to see this already, movie just because deborah and joel joel, joel joel and are in it if you watch it's just it, you know it's nothing and grizzly by the way grizzly the original is a freaking it's a masterpiece and i'm not saying that in like a, a weird ironic way i mean it's really really good um but uh yeah jaws with claws man but yeah it's, nice. it's not as dumb as it looks but uh, apparently you can watch this grizzly 2 revenge on prime um but anyway but is, it the, is so- that the cobbled or is that the that, this yeah. is the one that somebody supposedly put together, remastered, all that stuff. Mm, okay. But the story is that Brad Pitt was still stateside. She was in Hungary filming this piece of shit. And uh, he was broke. And she talked him into flying to Hungary. And so he spent like his last dollar to get there. Aww. And he gets there and she dumped him. What? Why? I, you know, I, I don't understand why she had him come all the way out there. Now, this is the story, right? Because it could be that's the story. But like the reality is he came yeah, out then- there and they had a fight and she broke up. You know, I mean, she didn't necessarily lure him across the world to dump him. But right. that was the impression that I got. Oh, that's that's I don't know. Like now. Now I'm glad I didn't know any of this information because like chatting with her, if I interviewed her again, I, I would so want to wish to like bring this up, you know, and be like, I'm you sure, know, yeah, don't be that person. I won't, like, but I know, want to, I'd want to, I won't, about. you know, uh, um, I'd, you know, it, it's a, it's a one thing. It's a very tender subject anyway. Okay. You know? I do. I do want to read this one bit of trivia about Grizzly 2, The Revenge. The concert scenes were filmed after an actual performance by Nazareth. Now you're messing with a son of a bitch, right? Love hurts that band. The crowd was completely unaware that the following act was not a real rock band. They were being recorded for a film. It was the largest public gathering in Hungary since the Hungarian Revolution of 1956. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, man. So, all right. Now, anyway, so there we go. Yeah, they, back to cutting class. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Right. Um, well, we always have to talk adjacent stuff, but I thought. Well, yeah, and and it, it does. And if fit. anybody can refute that, I mean, like I said, it was just you know that's just the story that I've heard, and I don't know the more of it, but you know, I'm sure that Jill Sholin never wants to be asked about Brad Pitt ever again. Okay, so next I want to talk about Brad Pitt's father who is, you know, in the movie, who is very, uh, you know, he wants his son to be, a, you know, a college basket, you know, it's kind of all the stereotypical yeah. stuff, like, you know. Like, like Emilio Estevez's dad in The Breakfast Club. Like exactly. Where, yeah. You know, so he wants him to, to, to do this, and then he even has the, the scout there, and then, you know, 
Uh, Brad screws it all up again to a fight with somebody during the game, you know. Um, plus, he was just not doing well that day, but I think he was a little, I've had a little bit to drink before then, too, you know, in the car, you know, um, when he was just hanging out with his girlfriend, not wanting to even, I guess he didn't even want to go play basketball, yeah. you know, like he just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Had, and they tried to make, I think a little sympathetic for him with that, like you know, because that he has the pressuring dad. But I really just didn't. I just didn't feel. You didn't feel that way. I didn't about feel it. it. Yeah. You just felt like it. he was still a dick. Yeah, pretty much. His character was a dick, but then you know, I don't know. I kind of felt a little bit for him. Um, not because of the dad necessarily, but because. Like, yeah, he does have a lot of pressures going on. He has a lot of stuff going on. He wasn't, uh, he, one of his best friends was just came back into his life. Uh, and that has to be awkward, period. You know, your best friend left because he, you know, like went to a mental hospital. Um, now, okay, so there, there's, there's a really big stigma against mental illness in this movie by I the know. way <laughs> and he was yeah oh man everybody hated him because like mm, all the teachers yeah. didn't want to yeah. want to be with him and he was he was the best student in the class I know. he was the like one the answering most... all the questions and he's like the one who was the best minded to the rest of them were like kind of jackasses and yeah he was, they, like, they, very, they're like, all writing notes to each other and he's there just listening to this teacher you know yeah. so it's like what is like what is wrong with all all of this stuff? But you're right; they had a really big problem with the fact that he went to a mental hospital. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that the school let him come back. Like you can refuse a student if you feel that that student is possible endangerment to others, you know, or something. Mm. But I guess maybe in the '80s, you they didn't, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't really now, but I don't know. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, just chuck it up. It's the 80s. Yep. So a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan, everybody. Apparently <laughs> so, yeah. It was um it was pretty I don't know. Uh yeah, it the 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 guidance counselor even tells him like nobody wants you in this school, yeah. not even your teachers, you know, and she's really rude. And then when he's just trying to like speak his mind, she's like, Are you calling your teachers liars? And I'm like, God, lady, like, yeah, you know, um, what did Jill Jill said to him? Like, uh, just look at her mustache and laugh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like that, yeah. that made see and she was the sweetest of all the characters you know like yeah. she, she cared about her boyfriend she didn't like the fact that this guy was being treated even though she did not you know she she didn't believe he was a murderer you know um it was strange when he went to her house and like stayed the night and like watched her you know like that was yeah. really creepy yeah but you know i don't know he hasn't been around a lot of I don't know. <laughs> well, he, if you look at it, too. he went in. He said five years, right? That yeah, would mean so that he, was middle school. Middle school, he went into uh, a facility, right? Right. And so, uh, you know, that would mean like he was like thirteen, maybe. Yeah. Maybe twelve when he went into yeah. it. So like, and in love with her, and then he comes back, and she ends up being hot. Yeah. Know? So yeah, you're gonna be a little enamored. 
you're going to be enamored, especially when your best friend who may or may not have helped you kill your father, you right. know, is, you know, like is dating the girl, is dating like. the girl of your dreams, you know, and right. you want to tell her, you know, you want that you want to be with her, but um, usually you don't go and kill all the students around you no. in order to show your love, but or or the father of the person who you're trying to right. you I mean, generally speaking, unless she didn't like her father and her father was abusive to her, like her stepfather in the movie. Stepfather, <laughs> you know, like it like that. If it were like that, maybe I could right, see right. that would be endearing, maybe, or at least <laughs> actually she'd still be like, Oh my god, you're crazy like yeah i don't want anybody killing but anybody thanks but yeah <laughs> yeah thanks uh that means that you could kill anybody else you know um and so he's just like killing random people he kills uh what was one of your favorite deaths in this movie um you know i honestly the deaths in this just don't they're they're not that great to me yeah they're I, not I like it more for, I guess, the camp. Like, this is the kind of movie I'll put on and, like, have, like, background noise when I clean. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I can't, none of them really stand out to me. You're definitely a horror person when you put on a horror film for background (laughs) noise for when you clean. Oh, I have a lot of them. (laughs) Like, I I don't see normal people going, I'm going to put on Friday the 13th in the background for when I clean. Though for you, you'd be like, no, I can't because I have to watch it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I just know I can recite the whole damn thing. So, yeah, I can totally be vacuuming and know what's going on. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. This this movie. Yeah, you're right. This movie is not one of those movies that I think I, you know, once again, this is like my second or third time watching it probably in life. And it's not I, I picked it because it's 80s and it's 80s it's 80s camp it's 80s like it's a pure 80s movie but it's it's honestly not like it doesn't hold up as well as like the lost boys which we did oh right, stuff like right. that like this is not a movie that i think people are going oh my god that's why that's why like vinegar syndrome has it which i love the company but they they put out you know kind of sometimes not the greatest of of movies you know not the but they're cult movies still right you know um this is a cult movie graduation day cult movie mm-hmm. you know um all those slashers kind of fun 80s slashers yeah you know i'm a fan uh, you're a fan <laughs> I, I mean i i dig it uh especially it being one of the ones where you have to guess who the killer is you know um was i'm, I'm trying to say was like was friday the 13th the first one to really do that for slashers uh I don't know. I mean, mm. but yeah, you'd have to look back. But I mean, I'm trying to think because, like, you know, that movie had it where you had to guess who the killer was. I mean, uh, I feel like it's something that's been done a lot, like forever. And then you have to go back and say, okay, where where did slashers start, and go through that whole argument and kind of find the the intersection, the Venn diagram of the two. So I don't. Some even people say there. Psycho's a slasher. Yeah, I, I mean, it, some yeah, people it, it, say that. Um, you know, was it uh, uh, Black Christmas was the first one? Um, 
uh, you right. know, and, the, and again, I, that's an argument I don't even get into. I'm like, I don't care. Really? I just watch what I like. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, it's a sub genre. It's not, it wasn't it's like my it, favorite sub genre. So I like to argue it and, and talk about it. I don't about like to and... argue it though. I'm like, I don't really give a shit. I, you know, like if I'm going to watch psycho, whether or not you think it's a freaking slasher, slasher. Or, or a Christmas movie, because technically it is a Christmas movie too. Is it? Yeah. What, did, it did. It took place around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't remember yeah. that, but I'm not surprised because it, it's California, so you yeah. can't tell. There's no Christmas trees <laughs> hanging up or anything yeah. in it, so it didn't have that feeling. But I, I don't know. Like anything can be. If it takes place during Christmas, yes, it's a Christmas tree. I right. or a Christmas movie. I know people say Die Hard. Yeah, Christmas movie. Sorry. Yeah. Right. And again, another argument that I just don't get. You just don't involve yourself in. About. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm not going to argue about what classification you want to put something under. So, yeah. Um, was there anything else that like really stuck out about this movie to you? Not really. I mean, uh, um, I mean, I, I will say one thing that sticks with me, and I don't know why this has nothing to do with the horror part. <sighs> But like, would you have put on your girlfriend's much larger's dad's suit? It just seemed really weird when Brad Pitt's like playing dress up with Martin Mull's clothes. Is that supposed to be sexy to her? Because that's her dad's clothes. Ew. And then later, uh, the dude comes in and is like, I, I found something to wear. And I'm like. You went through his dad's clothes and your dad's clothes. What is yeah. up with the guys and your dad's clothes, man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay if you just need a shirt or something, but like, you know, put in the three sizes too big. Like, you know, like you look like a little kid trying to like wear his dad's clothes and like, he, so that's supposed to be a turn on for her. What? It's <laughs> gross. Yeah. But I'm weird. But- like, I don't know. I, I, I weirdly enough i forgot about that until you mentioned it you <laughs> it's know. just it, it's silly things that you know i pick up on silly stuff you know that. yeah no i get it um, I, but I yeah just... in all in all i can see why this is this is not you know uh considered a classic it is somewhat of a cult classic it's not the most memorable movie but it has enough things that um that keep me going back to it i mean if anything like sometimes i'm a little fooled myself like i look at that cover you know, you've got the three like really attractive people and then the cutting glass, you know, like, yeah. hey, that looks good. You know, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> my favorites, my favorite uh, kill was also probably one of my favorite scenes because it was so ridiculous is the uh, trampoline jumping yeah, coach. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, like he's a coach of a high school. Like, and, and he tells him to come, uh, I guess, come on Saturday to like, you know, to learn to, to, to do class or whatever, you know, so they didn't fail or whatever. But then he goes and starts, you know, uh, doing the um, trampoline jumping. And I'm like, what teacher or coach would do that while, while they're waiting for their student? Like, that just seemed like a kid thing or something, you know, not a not an adult adult's not gonna go i'm gonna jump and i'm gonna bounce on my belly yeah 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 and then he gets stabbed through that because that's the only reason 
he's doing that scene so that they have a stab. Oh, right, the... right. So they could stab through it. I mean, that's Which... the only reason. But it maybe even would have made more sense if it, it was a gymnastics coach or something. Right. That, yeah, like. Um, which they did do later for thanks, you know, um, there was like a Thanksgiving yes, thanks, short yeah. or whatever yeah, it was the that Eli, Eli Roth, Roth did. One. Yeah. And yeah, with he had, had. they put like a big knife or whatever on the trampoline and the girl yeah. went right down yeah. on it. That is perfect. Like that, yeah. that makes sense to me. Uh, this scene just seemed like, you know what? Well, maybe they're running out of kill ideas and they're just like, hey, let's get on, get you on that trampoline and start jumping and we'll just kill you off like that. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> I mean, at we, this rate, that, that's we got a trampoline. Thing. We're going to kill somebody on it. Who? Let's see uh, what makes most sense in the script. <laughs> Nothing made sense in the script sometimes. No, no. Not much did. Uh, um, you know, but it was. Yeah. But again, it's it's just it's just a popcorn movie. It's just silly hey look popcorn <laughs> Man, Jeez, we just we keep telling jill's all, uh you know Jill, like, just, tons. all her all her movies that she's been in yeah uh, uh, I, just, I, I just recently watched i had never seen when a stranger calls back mm-hmm. which is a pretty decent you know made for tv sequel but man she has this mullet in this movie that is so bad i'm just like jill i mean she's unrecognizable it's terrible which movie when a stranger calls back oh yeah i haven't seen that i saw i saw the first when a stranger calls because they have fucking carol kane yeah i think the second one did too back in that one yeah and the second i just never saw it i had no no real interest because i i thought the first one was okay but i'm like that's a short to me um you know that's like yeah. a that's like a uh are you afraid of the dark episode or something yeah. like it's the not first half of that movie is good and then it just yeah it then it's just like it gets like when you when you find out the the killers in the inside of the house i'm like oh it's yeah. that urban legend okay great and then yeah. that's it like but then it's it gets more and i'm like it just becomes another thriller yeah. um another movie i love to death i have not seen in forever i don't know if it's 80s or 90s uh is lisa do you remember that movie Mm-mm. stacy keenan uh from step by step was in it and it was a, a a horror film about a girl on the phone who um uh does not uh, ring a bell jeez how does this definitely sounds like it's on tubi let me tell you that yeah it might be um it uh, uh it's an older movie um and i always wanted I, like i always 1989 loved it. same year this came out there you go so i can i can put it for 80s horror films if you ever do it uh, and by it the way that got, uh that i don't know but it does get a 5.9 as opposed to cutting class oh. i think cutting class gets a slightly lower score <laughs> lower score than that jesus i think so 4.5 4.5 for cutting glass yeah yeah well this one's basically a uh teacher or no a flirtatious teenager with an eye for older men gets more than she bargained for when a handsome uh stranger uh she's pursuing turns out to be a serial killer and <laughs> you know hey that could that could almost like feel like something that could happen today you know <laughs> like you know get yourself in trouble with um hey are you there 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, for a second, I thought you had, uh, you know, then it froze. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I was just. Um, yeah. yeah so, so speaking I'll... of ratings on this one, um, this is one that's hard for me to rate because objectively, this is not a good movie. <laughs> but it, there's enough charm to it that where I. I watch it and so uh I don't I'm not rating this on the quality of the movie but mm -hmm. on the rewatchability and enjoyability that I get I'm gonna give it a four out of five four out of five nice and admittedly it does not deserve a four out of five but it, this is my opinion so yes I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five um it's not you know it's not great but it's not terrible and it's not it's it's better than good, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like if I'm going to watch Donovan Leach and Jill Sholin, I'm going to watch fucking The Blob and Popcorn, you know? I'm not going to watch this movie. Yeah, so... But it's still, it still has charm. And it's like one of Brad Pitt's only horror films, you know? Like, he really does not do many horror films or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah. Well, probably because he was told not to, you know, by, you know... uh hollywood hollywood hates horror films like well they really in do. the 80s was, they did uh even today the 90s kind of brought it back with kind of but yeah. like it's still sort of viewed as like i remember seeing or listening to a podcast with uh danielle fischel uh who was in uh boy meets world and stuff and she had told her agent specifically do not put me out for auditions for horror films or soap operas you know yeah. those are the two things that like she knew killed your career and she had yep. no interest in that guess what all she got was yep. was horror films and soap operas so mm -hmm. she was like you know what fuck it i'm not getting in anything give me and she went out for cabin fever and did not get it you know, which would have would have been weird to have Topanga and Sean yeah. both. Yeah, that would have uh, been strange. Well, they would have not had what they would have only had one of them, you know, because I don't think Eli would have would have yeah, allowed both gone that. Yeah, that yeah, because that's just too too much. But um, but yeah, uh, they have a great podcast, by the way. I hate uh, I love promoting other people's podcasts because, you know, I promote your podcast, and promote everybody else's. Uh, period but they have a great one called pod uh, meets world and uh, that's where uh, Danielle um, uh, writer strong and um, what is it uh, and uh, Wilfred L all chat about the movies or TV shows episodes episode by episode plus you know extras you know so I recommend that one if anybody wants to listen to a new podcast you know out there um, but yeah uh, tell us about your podcast, all your stuff that you're doing. I, well, I, um, my main podcast that I do now is the Slumber Party Massacre podcast uh, with uh, my gals. It's an all female horror podcast where we talk about stuff. We have girl talk. We usually have a pillow fight where we debate something in horror and a feature presentation where we watch a movie. Um, and I just finished filming my uh, the second feature film that I've directed. Nice. Roof. Yeah, so congratulations. So we finished filming that and I'm in post-production for that. So that's like, um, uh, you know, aside from like working, eating, sleeping, like 
editing is like 90% of my free time. <laughs> there you go. Or yeah, you do your podcast, you eat, you sleep and you do, uh, you, and you work right. and you do, uh, right. And editing. then everything else. Yeah. Everything else is editing for the most part. So, well, you know, it, it makes your days pretty full. So that's yeah. Good. Yeah. So I haven't been doing like, I haven't been doing a lot of acting on my own. I've got a project I'm doing in, um, Texas next month then I am doing like a web series and that's going to turn into a film here in Indiana cool. like just locally so that's about it as far as the acting stuff goes because I got me a movie to put together <laughs> it's funny I'm I'm really I don't pursue acting much you know I did audition for your film but um I don't really even do that much uh I I'm just not you know, I, I'm not a person who, uh, like, I, I, I'm not interested in that. Like, if, if that comes along, if somebody's like, hey, I want you in my movie, great. But most of the time, I'm just like, you know, I, I've got my other shit, too much other shit to yep. think about. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I'm too busy. And uh, so I don't pursue it. I, I think if you're really going to act or whatever, like that's gotta be a main, main, main focus. But if you want to be like us who do act, but we also do, you know, um, you know, do podcasts or do other things, you know, that, that help, you know, with our time, uh, that that's, you know, that's different, you know? So I don't know. I like, I, I, I like being in other people's movies. Um, I like uh, helping out others and I want to, I want to produce more, but only for people who already have funding in place, you know, I yeah. don't want to help raise money. <laughs> the money, the money part sucks. That is the worst No, part. I mean, and I, I'm not saying they have to have a million dollars in the bank, right? But they just but... have to have enough to make the movie. And then I'll come on and help actually organize it and make sure it gets done. Right. But I don't, I don't want to raise the money for them because yeah. it's just, it, 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 it just sucks up so much of your time. And I just, I don't have the time for it. I tried an Indiegogo recently, didn't, it failed, you know, um, we're hoping that we can get, uh, we can get money on other fundraising ideas, but we'll see, you know, I mean, it's just fundraising sucks, you know, it does. Um, why can't I just be rich already? You yeah, know? no kidding. Right. Just fund all my friends' movies and stuff. You no know? kidding. <laughs> Problem is that's when all the people are gonna come out. Hey, uh, yeah. I'm your best friend now. Yeah. I, I didn't talk to you for 20 years, but yeah. You know. no, uh, anyway. Um <laughs> so yes, yeah, so right. uh well thank you for this because this is great. This is cutting class. Uh do we want to tell them what our season finale will be next? Sure. So my my last pick of the year um, is next month, and that is the Gore, beautiful, beautiful Gore Fest Dead Alive. Yes, uh, which I'm really excited to find and rewatch because I've not seen that movie in forever. And so uh, either it'll be online somewhere and I can find it or uh, maybe somebody has a copy of it or I can just get it on eBay or something to have forever. Um, we'll see. So I'm really excited about that. So we'll be talking about that next month and that'll be our season finale. And then we'll be back either in January or March of next, uh, next year. We'll see. Cause with it just more eighties on... goodness. Yes. We've got, we'll just have to come up with some new ones. We maybe have I... a whole decade. I, I know. And it's funny. <laughs> Cause like, 
I can find way more stuff in the 80s than I can 90s. Oh, oh yeah. by the way, 90s horror films are coming back this, you know, this month. So get ready for that. Uh, I know I'll probably be asking Rebecca at some point to be coming on uh, as a guest uh, for, for that later, but probably after all of this is done when she has a break from this, <laughs> you know. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Also let us know what you thought about this particular um, episode uh, or this particular movie, especially like did you guys like it. Uh, did you not like it? Um, and what did you think of our little stories that we had with it? So uh, with that being said, uh, once again, thank you, Rebecca and uh, everybody have a good one. Don't cut class. That's smart. Are you cutting <laughs> class right now? <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>